Welcome to the podcast, Jackie Ripley. How are you? I'm really good, thanks, Emma G. How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm really well, thank you. Listeners, we've had quite the time getting on this call. We've been experiencing delays and whatnot, so we're very, very excited because Jackie, who I have known for a really long time through my work as a beauty writer, you are you're a brand expert, you're a PR whiz. What are you, Jackie? Oh, I don't know what I am from day to day, to be honest. Um, well, at the moment, um, well, I was part of the startup team at Tangle Teaser for a start, and I've worn many hats for them throughout the years. Um, I'm also a former health and beauty editor and also author. So, um, yeah, a mixed, a mixed bag of jobs, I guess. But perhaps my most favourite thing about you is your style, because you really are one of those people who is always so impeccably dressed, but she's one of those wonderful people slash irritating. Sorry, I've got to say it, Jackie, who when you say, where's that from? You're the person who says vintage, or I dug it out of a charity shop and it's like a 3000 pound coat that you got for 50 pence. Oh, thanks for saying that. Well, my absolute passion is thrifting, which I will come on to later for one of my feel good tips. But yeah, I mean, I do have a passion for fashion. And I mean, I remember writing to magazines at the age of 14, asking how I could land a job um, in magazines. And I remember writing to 19 magazine. Um, and then I landed a job with them when I was about 22. So just goes to show, you know, post off a letter as it was in those days <laughs> a little bit of perseverance dreams can come true but yeah absolutely love fashion and so you are sharing your feel-good habits with us which uh, as regular listeners will know these are the strategies and techniques you use to stop a bad day turning into a bad week to stop a bad mood turning into anything more nefarious and essentially just to keep just to keep you smiling and I have a feeling because listeners, Jackie is one of those people who, when you spend time with her, you can't help but laugh and just feel good and safe and in great company. So I have no doubt that your feel good habits are going to be wonderful. Oh, thanks then. Well, actually, when you asked me to do this, I actually remember um, I wrote a book back in 2007. So, you know, before social media. So probably if you read it today, it'd be a bit outdated, but it was called um, The Grown Up Girl's Guide to um, Life. And on the blurb at the back, it said it was ideal for the woman who wants down to earth solutions. So you won't be getting any crystal gazing from me to feel good. It's a very much everyday, like down to earth, feel good tips. Uh, listeners, it will come as no surprise to you that one of Jackie's really good friends is Nadine Baggett. <laughs> Why are we both laughing knowingly? <laughs> because she bashes crystals more than anyone. Well, she doesn't bash them horribly, but um, it just made me laugh that you said that because that was one of Nadine's things when she came on. Oh. <laughs> what do you want me to kickstart with? Kickstart um, away. This is your show, my friend, and I'm desperate to hear what you've got because we've. Uh, I, I know they're going to be good, so crack on. Okay, well, first off, no surprise after that intro is clothes. So the outfit of the day, hashtag OOTD. I mean, they literally get me up in the morning. I mean, I, I literally get up for clothes. I think about um, how I will put things together that, the next day. I mean, even in lockdown, it's really important for me to feel good about myself ever more so. Um, you know, I don't do lookbook fashion. You know, I love thrifting. Um, you know, I'm 
more than happy in a Oxfam shop, a Heart Foundation charity. You know, when I used to travel a lot more, like especially you know New York or LA, you know, my first stop would always be a, a thrift store. Um, and when people say, "Oh, you know, where'd you get that from?" and I'll say, "Oh, that old thing." I literally do mean it because. <laughs> <laughs> I buy like thrift over sort of, um, you know, new fashion any day of the week. And they just make me feel, they have such like a transform transformational power, I think, clothes. Um, you know, and I love, you know, I love taking um, pictures as well with people on the street. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll flick my, my phone to silent and, I, you know, chop their heads off. But, um, <laughs> but sort of... Uh, In the photograph, not a Jeffrey yes. Dahmer way. Well, yes. I take pictures of what they're wearing and upload them on my stories. Um, because it's just, you know, an ending fascination for me. And, you know, I was a um, fashion editor in a former life. Um, so I think I was, you know, a fashion editor you know in my early 20s so clothes to me have always been a part of my life and um you know I, I don't think you know you need to have lots of money to go out and buy fabulous clothes and look fabulous I think you know you can just find you know gems anywhere and I never chuck anything away either and you know fashion is cyclical and it will go round and round and round um so you know I have um cupboards full of stuff that you know I, I rake through you know every year or so and I think oh yeah this old thing mm -hmm. and it's come round again and then I'll put it with something you know a, a bit new I mean essentially the only things I don't buy secondhand are pants and shoes um <laughs> and <laughs> and bras and um yeah, the rest, you know, a lot of my clothes are, are vintage and up secondhand. I do think fast fashion does fashion in, in a grander scheme, a real disservice. I've always been one of those people who I don't get the art of fashion. So I've been to fashion shows like Jean-Paul Gaultier, Haute Couture and everything. And, I'm, and I enjoy the spectacle, but I certainly don't don't get the fashion element of it but you will when when Jackie's listeners is talking about her stories where she takes pictures of people on the street I would see someone wearing an orange coat whereas you take it at an angle and you make it look artistic whereas if I took it it would just look as though I'd taken a picture by accident do you know what I mean like you do see the art in fashion yeah I mean actually that's um you know I actually miss commuting um so when I used to commute and go on the tube, I used to have um, this hashtag, my tube life on Insta stories. And I'd get on the tube and pass the time by looking to see what people would be wearing. And then I'd switch my phone to silent and I'll take a picture like of their boots or the bag they were carrying. Or, you know, there was lots of dogs wearing, you know, little coats and I'll take pictures of those and, and upload those and that actually got quite a following and I got so much um satisfaction out of it I just it was you know it's it's a hobby essentially I think um fashion to me is a hobby and I you know I always look at it with with a fresh eye and you know I, th I think um you know an artist can come through in, in you know an artistic sense of what people are wearing and I just always see something in it even if it's a worn out shoe or so um yeah no I absolutely love it clothes. is it art to you because I've, I've listened to an interview with Anna Wintour recently and listened to her talk about fashion and again it, it doesn't necessarily compute for me but I do totally see how people who see it as an art 
would have would be quite lyrical about it do you I see an orange coat and I think oh that doesn't go with my coloring and I dismiss it whereas you might look at something that wouldn't necessarily suit you but you really see like how it's constructed or the color of it or like you you seem to be uh far more uh you linger in the beauty of fashion yeah I mean I, and it's how you put it together with you know what other fabrics you put it together with or you know the accessories um it's you know I mean, I'm, I always look at things in Pantone. So um, yeah, it's that orange coat. So what color, what other color do you put with it? Um, what, you know, I took a picture um, of a lady up the road. I'm, I've now swapped, swapped um, my tube life to high street style. So, you know, <laughs> the only place I'm going to at the moment is the high street queuing for, um, you know, tomatoes. But I, and while, while I'm queuing outside of Tesco's, M&S, wherever it is, I, I look at people's feet and shoes and tights and, and the way they layer stuff. And I've started taking pictures um, while I've been in, in, in queues queuing up. And there was a lady up the road today and she had the most amazing sort of pleated skirt with orange tights and these shoes and I mean she just looked fabulous so yeah I took a secret picture of her um it makes me sound like a voyeur but it's all about you know it's all about the fashion and to me I mean to me it is art and it just gives me so much um pleasure and, and feel good which you know which is this pod this podcast was about so yeah I just had to put that in so tell me about thrifting let's just talk about if someone's listening to this and they've never really gone to a charity shop before or goodwill depending on where you are in the world um, is there a trick to good thrifting or is it just about going regularly and often and knowing what you're looking for knowing how to spot something good yeah, you have to have patience. I think you just have to have the right constitution that day um, to go in and, you know, look at all of these packed rows. And, you know, you just have to, I mean, I've, I've spent, you know, over an hour in, you know, a charity shop, just, you know, painstakingly going through and then something will jump out and it will just make my whole day. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> And well, actually, in a way, it kind of feeds into my second um, tip, which is ironing. <laughs> because, oh. to me, <laughs> because to me, ironing, um, I mean, I know, you know, Gen Z don't iron. I know it's very cool to go out looking rumpled. But to me, ironing is like a metaphor for life. So you can find something rumpled. So whether that's a gem of an idea in your head or an old rumpled shirt in a charity shop. And, you know, you can kind of iron it out. So whether that's in your mind or, you know, the shirt, what's all rumpled. And I've, I start ironing that out and all the creases are disappearing. And, you know, for something that looked like it should be in the recycling bin, it's turned into something much more beautiful and viable. Um, so that's what I'm saying with thrifting is you know, if it looks rumpled, don't just discard it, but look at, you know, I look at things like, um, you know, as I said, like the fabrics, what buttons are on it, if it's a coat, a lining, um, and, you know, look for over, it doesn't even have to be your size, it could be oversized, um, you could get it altered, you know, I've had some like, you know, um, secondhand stuff altered, and, you know, it's kind of made it into a new life for me. Um, I've actually got um, a famous ironing anecdote, if you're interested. Always, um, always. If, if, if there is ever such a thing. Um, but when I was um, a fashion assistant, um, years ago on Cosmopolitan magazine and there were very few magazines then so you know it was like a really big title and um, 
we had Naomi Campbell as a model and I did all of her ironing on the shoot of all the clothes that she was going to wear. Oh, wow, how and, old was uh, she then? That, what kind of era was this? Um, so this would have been like mid-80s, so um, mid to mid-80s. So she was fresh out of dance school then. So I think she was about like 17 or 18. I was perhaps like a couple of years older than her. So this is before the age of the supermodel? Yeah, just on the cusp of mm. the supermodel. And um, yeah, I did all of her ironing on the shoe. Well, not her own personal ironing, but the clothes <laughs> that she was going to wear. And then she wrote me this, I found this little note at the end and uh, she thanked me for doing her ironing, which was really sweet. That's so, also, wish... I've done a fair amount of shoots in my time, not with Naomi Campbell, I hasten to add, but I've never, no one's ever left a note. Although I do know a girl band once left a note behind. <laughs> Or I think they called the team a bunch of slags or something, but that's another story <laughs> completely. But um, I've never heard of anyone leaving a note like that behind on a shoot. How lovely. I know, and I wish I'd kept it, and I didn't keep it. Should have kept it, shouldn't I? Did she sign it, Naomi Campbell? Well, she signed it, Naomi, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that'd be in the VNA now. And I think um, I also remember on a different shoot, um, ironing Yasmin Labon's jumpers that she was going to wear um, on a cover as well so yeah I mean I'm actually a, a complete pro at ironing um, <laughs> I don't think there was actually steamers then on shoots it was like you know hard elbow grease of ironing um, yeah because I grew up in a in a household where you know the evenings and the weekends my mum would be the ironing board would be up and it would be school shirts and what have you and I used to really love ironing and you'd start off with a I remember being started off with one of my dad's handkerchiefs and then you'd want to work your way up to a shirt, but that was really complicated. And I really, really loved ironing. Like if I get a tea towel in those early days, I would be so excited. But I love the idea of this metaphor of ironing a piece of clothing out. as like ironing out an idea in your head or ironing out a problem in your mind. Yeah, sure. And like, you know, a lot of people, you know, they say their best ideas come to them when they're lying in the bath or whatever. To me, um, ironing is a form of meditation, <laughs> you know, and I can, I, you know, I iron without, you know, no TV on, no nothing, um, you know, and it's almost a trans transcendental vegetation for me um you know I'm ironing away the irons hissing away with the steam and then like, ideas can come in and I, I you know I can't explain it but um yeah it's it's a relaxation for me and feel good because as I say um yeah it's ironing it's ironing out wrinkles in shirts ironing out wrinkles in life um yeah that's the way I see ironing and I like the idea of you start the project with a big bundle of crumpled clothes and sheets or whatever and at the end they're all nicely folded and ironed and so there is something lovely about that it's like making the bed in the morning I yeah. hate I hate seeing an unmade bed as soon as I make my bed everything feels like right the day's going to begin now so yeah I, I yeah I read that quite a bit so I start start your day right by making the bed um and that's what I do as well unless one of my cats is on there and I feel too cruel chucking them off so uh, <laughs> it actually might be made midday rather than the morning <laughs> yeah let's not disturb the cats right where are we going after ironing we've done the high street we've now we've done an ironing board where are we off to next well still on the subject of clothes but uh one of my feel-good pleasures is selling on ebay because it's the creative process for me and i love the whole process so 
um, I use myself as a headless mannequin. So whatever I'm selling, um, I put the clothes on, take a picture of myself with my head chopped off. Um, and then I write the sell as like editorial copy. So, um, you know, I think of like a snappy little sell um, and, you know, use a, a few like descriptive words that you would, you know, see in a magazine, um, upload it. And then when I sell it, I wrap it up beautifully in tissue paper. Um, I put like a little star sticker on it, usually write a little note. Um, you know, obviously I'm frustrated. I should be, you know, working at Net-A-Porter or <laughs> Farfetch or something. But like, it's the thr it's two things. It's like the thrill of the sale. Um, and then it's also the thrill of sending it off to somebody and they'll open it up and they'll, you know, they'll see it wrapped in nice tissue paper with a little note saying thank you for buying. And I absolutely love reading my reviews as well. Um, you know, that it was packaged nice or the garment was nice or, you know, it's freshly laundered. That's what that's one of my descriptions I put in always freshly laundered. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, yeah, it's like a nice little um, sort of side hustle in terms of, um, you know, not, not only for the, for the cash, but um, yeah, just the way it makes me feel and kind of delivering a service. Um, so yeah, those three things to me all like wrapped up in like fashion and making people feel good via it and also making yourself feel good. Oh, that's a good one. I like that. I went off eBay. I used to use it a lot a while ago and then the last thing I sold on there was a designer handbag and the person who won it just said, just sent me a message saying, I need it quickly. <laughs> and that was it. And I thought <laughs> the romance has gone out of eBay for me. Oh, I don't seem to have, um, yeah, I don't think I've got any bad, no, I haven't got any, no bad reviews. Um, yeah. I mean, they do like, you know, oh, it's five stars packaged with, package nice whatever so I do seem to have some nice followers or whatever they call them on eBay I'm not too sure what we'll have to call. put the link to your shop in the show notes so people can go and go and get a go and have a look so then ends we're going to go on to and I hope I'm going to pronounce this right gua sha so I've discovered this um in lockdown so I'll show you know what they are so these jade um contouring tools um oh god they're just Facial so relaxing yeah, facial, and I, I've got a roller as well. But, oh, golly, I mean, they're just so relaxing. And um, to me, it kind of, it's a way of easing out the tension in the jaw. Um, you know, it's a form of facial meditation to me. Um, so I went for a facial once where I slapped all around the face and <laughs> all the oxygen was coming and I came out actually feeling really invigorated but I thought oh god never again um but but these tools I mean they just give me everything um they're cooling on the face um you know I've learned so much I've been following uh, these two uh Instagram um one's called Dwell Skin um, with this lady called Hannah Adams and she actually used to be um, a beauty editor years ago and she's really into them and she does like these whole IGTVs uh, that I follow. Um, there's also another lady 
I follow called, um, she's French, um, she's called Sophie Carbonari. And um, I know that she's a favorite of Alexa Chong and she's very um, ambidextrous with her fingers. So she doesn't actually use gua sha, but she uses her fingers. And, you know, I look at her and I follow her and, you know, I'm just doing all of these things to my face that I never used to do. I mean, this is a lockdown discovery. Mm. Um, so it just makes you feel good. And I've got about four different gua sha tools now, um, like all different ones um, for the jaw, um, for the number 11s between your eyebrows, um, for the forehead. So I've really loved using those. And I certainly would recommend those to make you feel good. But do you feel as though your facial contours have been contoured by them? Or is it just the experience of using them that's been nice? I think it's more the experience. I can't say that my face looks particularly lifted. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say I've had, you know, an overnight facelift. Um, but I think psychologically, if anything, it just makes you feel, or it makes me feel better um, anyway. So I would certainly, yeah, recommend, recommend them. And they're fairly cheap. You know, you can get them from Amazon. I've got the roller one as well, a bit like a, you know, pastry roll. <laughs> Or you could be rolling your face, vertical, horizontal, uh, whatever else. Uh, so I've been doing that. Um, and then I think um, a few people might have mentioned this on your podcast, but I have found my inner Mrs. Hinch with yeah. uh, cleaning. So um, I never used to, I mean, oh, you know, I'm a tidy person, but I've, I've never been into deep cleaning. Um, but again, with lots of time on my hands, I mean, I've discovered minkies. And I remember Mrs. Hinch going on about these minkies, like there was the Holy Grail. What's um, a minky? Well, like they're these um, microfiber cloths. Oh. And um, I've, I've got my bathroom redone and um, I've been polishing the taps with them. Um, oh, I, absolutely life-changing absolutely love them so um yeah finding my inner mrs hinch on that um and also funny enough i know that we're living like you know it's all about a digital world now but you know i am from the era of flicking i.e magazines and um <laughs> i've um i i've just come back to my i've just come back to um magazines now in terms of like you know taking my time looking through the magazines looking at the wonderful photography and like tear sheeting so talking to you and you can see my mood boards um yep. behind me and you know I just like tear sheet out pictures that I like and images and I pin them to my mood boards and um you know it's almost like um these mood boards are like your, my Pinterest to be honest um you know they they're just like a real life Pinterest. Um, you know, I've got old postcards on there as well. Um, you know, things like that. And it just gives me pleasure. You know, it gives me pleasure in, in the office when I come in, sit down at my laptop, umbilical call to my laptop. And they just, yeah, they make me feel good. Um, so. How do you put together a mood board? Because uh, I remember distinctly on my old magazine putting together a mood board for a shoot and then someone looking at it and going, but what on earth does this actually mean? Like, are they supposed to make sense? Or is it just well, I don't... like... 
Yeah, I mean, with my mood boards, they're not um, what I want in the future. I think a lot of people do mood boards as a kind of um, sort of vision for their life. So they'll put up like you know, pictures of holidays they want to go on or men they want to meet, or, <laughs> you know, whatever like that. I mean, I just put up just purely um, for the aspirational, um, you know, like again, getting back to the creativity, um, like the shots that I like in magazine, or, you know, if I go to like the Tate or something and, you know, see an exhibition, I'll pick up a few postcards from there and, you know, put pin them on my board. So I, you know, to me, it's much more kind of aspirational and creative thinking than trying to map out the life that I want, which is what I think a lot of people oh, use multiple. Yeah. On no but I meant um they don't have to tell a story as such it can just be uh an organization very random organization of images of things that you really like whether that's uh somebody's makeup or a texture of clothing or a piece of fabric or anything that there doesn't have to be a story for a mood board no. to be no I mean I mean I suppose you could do like um a storytelling mood board I mean obviously they do in film and for shoots but um yeah I don't I mean it's literally um everything I love I do see it as a in real life Pinterest for me in my office um I think I've got like yeah three mood boards going on um some of them sometimes they fall down and I just have to <laughs> nail them back off <laughs> But um, yeah, I mean, to me, I come into my office and it's just an instant feel good thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so I love doing I love doing that. Um, what else have I got? Oh, exercise, but mm. pop sugar um, on YouTube. I've discovered just 10 minute exercises every day because I just find for me doing like um, an hour long exercise is a commitment um I used to belong to a gym obviously in lockdown that's not going on anymore and you know what I don't really miss it I actually don't really miss the gym and I'm thinking actually now it was something I felt I had to be doing rather than enjoying it and now I'm enjoying ex exercise because I just feel I'm more in control of it with the with the with the time slots um you know so I can do it I can do 10 minute slots in between calls, um, you know, doing whatever else I'm doing, like short bursts of activity suit me a lot better, um, along with lots of incidental exercise, you know, like running up the stairs, running up to the shops, um, all that kind of stuff. And I just, yeah, I just find it a lot more manageable. And I'm funny enough doing more of it. So I could do 10 minutes in the morning and then if I felt I want to do another 10 minutes in the evening I would do it then so that's 20 minutes and then when you start adding that up throughout the week I actually think I'm getting more exercise in now doing these short bursts than like you know an hour long slog at the gym for me oh, so that's so interesting yeah I, I'm really enjoying it and you know I never used to be one for like you know exercise youtube videos i'm actually really getting into the instructors um yeah i'm, I'm yeah i'm absolutely loving it um so yeah that's been a revelation to me because i've always felt you've had to sign up for these hour-long sessions at the gym and actually you don't you don't at all mm. and you know i've benefited um a lot more i love that i love it gosh i feel like you're are you going to uh, go into more feel goods yeah, I've got a few more feel Oh, goodness, okay. Um, so free life coaching myself. So I don't know if you know, but um, I actually um, qualified as a life coach. Oh, God, probably around 10 years ago. Um, so I did um, like 
you know, a diploma in life coaching over a course of about 18 months to two years. Um, and, you know, I just find myself like, well, especially now, like going back to the case studies and the notes that I wrote on those. And I just find you're always learning about yourself and challenging yourself. And, um, you know, I've started asking myself like, you know, questions, especially now, like, you know, I think, you know, when you're on your own in lockdown, you know, just working with four walls, I mean, you, you know, you do worry a lot. So now, you know, I'm coming back and I'm asking myself like, what evidence is there that's a worry? You know, what are, for example, the five things that you're tolerating and you can change tomorrow? So anything that's sucking energy, like, you know, something that's broken, you know, gray roots, you know, it could be just anything that you could change just like that. Um, you know, whose expectations are you trying to live up to? I do think, you know, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and, you know, a lot of comparison with other people. So I think, you know, it's um, it's a way of checking into yourself and like, you know, what you feel most inspired about in life. Um, what excuses are you making to yourself or not getting stuff done? And most importantly, like, what are your limited beliefs? And, you know, where do these come from? Because I think, you know, a lot of us do take notice of people when we shouldn't. But, you know, what are your limited beliefs? Um, so I think that's been that's a feel good thing for me. And I think anyone can answer these questions um, to themselves. And, you know, you can be truthful to yourself, you know, stop, you know, stop fibbing to yourself, be truthful. Um, what else? Sharing, sharing really makes me feel good. And, and, you know, that could be anything like from, you know, passing on an article that you've read and, you know, emailing it to a friend because, you know, they're going to enjoy it. Um, you know, passing on a contact, um, you know, passing on a meme and a compliment, because I just think it makes that person a feel thought of by you and also appreciated and I love getting those sort of things from friends as well and it's such such a simple and quick thing to do that makes you know makes you feel good and makes that person um feel appreciated um and then lastly I'm going to mention podcasts so <laughs> I get so much from them. So, you know, entertainment, learning, self-awareness, insight. I mean, obviously, apart from yours, Ems, I mean, I love, um, you know, I love brand building ones like How I Built This by Guy Raz. Um, there's um, Second Life with um, Hilary Kerr, which talks about, I mean, I just listened to one with Cameron Diaz and how she pivoted in her life from giving up, like, acting, um, you know, to write in books and, um, you know, well, launching a second career, basically. Um, Grounded by Louis Theroux. I mean, he did an interview with um, Michaela Cole um, the other the other week. Um, I mean, it was so inspiring, like, um, you know, how she goes out of her way to stop people molding her into the mainstream, um, you know, like on the back of her success. And I took so much away from that. Um, you know, I could go on and on with um, podcasts, but I mean, they're almost a university for me because I think you can get so much learning out of them and, you know, you just take something away. Um, yeah, so, you know, you know, I've listened, you know, I listen to more now um, as I'm at home and, um, yeah, loving them. So I think, yeah, that's quite a lot of my... I love, um, I love thinking about podcasts as a university, like a free university. Because actually, yeah, if you I, I go on to the podcast... 
Yeah. If you go into a podcast app and you do a search, you can pretty much find a discussion with an expert on the thing that might be the thing that you might need to hear that day. Yeah. And also you just really appreciate the skills of people doing those podcasts because, you know, listening is a skill and, um, you know, so, you know, when, when you, when you are doing your podcast, then, you know, you have to be quiet quite a lot of the time to listen yeah, to people and then, you know, to come back with follow-up questions. So it actually is a conversation rather than just like a and a So, you know, for me, it's given me a greater appreciation of, you know, people that are doing podcasts. Um, I love full disclosure with the LBC presenter, James O'Brien. He's like such a pro in interviewing and, you know, and I interview, you know, quite a lot myself and um you know you take you take things away from the presenters or the broadcasters um yourself so yeah they've been a, a, a real learning experience for me I love this I love that we've gone from um thrifting via ironing Naomi Campbell's clothes and Yasmin Lebon to uh, mood boards and podcasts they've been so lovely Jackie I knew they'd be good and I will put the link in the show notes to your eBay shop, if you don't mind, because I really want to go and have a look now at all the ways <laughs> you've described these wonderful things. Oh, God, no pressure there, then. I'll have to uh, <laughs> up my game on that one. <laughs> um, uh, I will put the links to you, your social media, so people can uh, look at your Insta stories where you've chopped people's heads off. So, so yes. you can show their fashion. Um, maybe the odd one from the tube, depending on when we get released from lockdown. But um, I've, I am glued to them. And you also do some brilliant, I know you've talked about gua sha, but you do some brilliant um, product reviews as well and showcasing your beauty products too. So I will put the link in the show notes to Jackie's social media so you can all see it. But thank you so much for sharing your habits. Oh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.